What's your end game? No end game. I mean, you gotta know where you're trying to take it. You really do. Success is progressive realization of worthy ideal. I don't totally agree. I think if you don't start thinking about it now, it will take on a life of its own. I guarantee you, you could probably support 500 people next month without really changing absolutely anything. And if you're always doing that from your heart, you will never fail. You can't fail. You can't. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Optimize Podcast. I'm Jay Abraham, my colleague Nick Sonnenberg uh, here. We're here to explore and examine different businesses, look at how they operate, try to identify underperformance, sub-optimization, if you will, that we can, through our respective skill sets, optimize. I tend to be focused on the revenue system side of a business. Nick is a world expert on operational efficiency, optimizing all the operational elements. He does it many, many different ways. I do it many, many different ways. There's no one size fits all. And we are going to explore our guest today. I'm going to make probably screw up the, uh, <laughs> the name, but we've got uh, Justin Breen, the founder of, and CEO of BR Epic LLC and Mark, Mark, I'm going to screw it up. Did you want? Hey, you nailed it, Mr. Abraham. Very good. <laughs> okay, he's a certified portfolio manager and director at Baird. Tell everybody what Baird is. Baird is a investment house. And how big is it? Uh, 5,200 employees, 1,100 advisors. It's pretty impressive. Well, well uh, it's a pleasure to have you both here. And we were interventionists. We want to understand what you're doing, how you're doing it, where you're doing it, the yield you're getting from doing it. So we first of all understand the dynamic of the business. And also, as you're explaining it, if there's a unique distinction within what you do, how we can help you better exploit it ethically. And then we want you to be able to tell us, in your own words, what you think might be your biggest challenge, problem, opportunity. We may or may not agree with it. And through that sort of uh, dynamic Socratic interviewing process, I come in and ask questions. Nick asks questions. So why don't you start, whichever the two, tell me how the two of you are, and I'm not saying related as, as uh, relatives, maybe you are, but how you are related to this business also as you're explaining it and who does what. So Mark and I are co-founders of Brepic Network, which is invite-only exclusive connectivity platform for visionaries, connecting them to serve humanity. So it's not for business owners, not humans, not consultants, just pure visionaries changing the world. Mark and I have met two times in person. We started this collaboration in 2021. He lives in San Francisco. I live in Chicago. My superpower is I have an ability to connect visionaries, and then whatever they do with that, I really don't care as long as they serve humanity. Mark's superpower is he's full backstage within the company, and then he also leads our 90-minute um, mastermind sessions. So how do you fulfill whatever you do, and what is it exactly? So is it pure connection? And, and I'm going to ask integrated and multifaceted question also. I want to know what you define as a visionary and what, what kind of visionaries you have attracted and, and how you find them. 
as Dan Sullivan said, uh, I think Mark and I have both become the buyer at this point. Uh, it's invite only. So I found that like attracts like. And then my, most of my days talking to the world stop visionaries, and then I simplify into patterns. So visionaries care about purpose, spending time with loved ones, true connectivity. They're changing the world. And business owners, humans, consultants care about revenue, office space, employee count, et cetera. And they're trying to change their world. So I hang out with the world and connect the world to the world. You gave me that still as an answer. So go to my questions because a visionary is a very uh, subjective, abstract, it can be amorphous. What kind of visionaries, what would those visionaries, you don't care what they do as long as they contribute to humanity and 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 our world, which I think is admirable, but give me an idea of some of the people, what they do and how they contribute and at what scope and how you, are they all, are they all identified by other members? And if they are, you know, in the, in the beginning, how did you do it? <laughs> in the beginning. Well, most of my day is talking to top visionaries. And then the ones who understand what I'm talking about, I figured they're I figured out that they're top visionaries and the ones who just stare at me like I'm an alien, they're not. So usually people like us are aliens within our own family, community and verticals. The only people who understand us are top visionaries on planet. So within our group, we have a lot of folks focus, uh, focused on mental health. Um, they donate proceeds from whatever money they make to charity and foundations, which is something we're going to be doing. From a strategic tactical standpoint, Certainly not all, but most of them are very high quick start in Colby, K-O-L-B-E sure. uh, dot com. And then they're very low follow through. And then I am 8671 high quick start, high follow through, high fact finder, which is incredibly rare. And Mark is 1596 pure unicorn pioneer. I mean, that's like a unicorn score. Are they Are they so heavily weighted mental health or what would the... Other, I don't care if it's 80, 90%. What's the other 20 or 10% going to be? Yeah, I think the commonality here is the fact that they are, you know, this is what we base their membership on. High character, high alignment, high conscious, high purpose. Also, of course, high achieving, uh, abundance mindset. So they do come from different walks of life. And that's the commonality of them. The The premise around this is is just having people in this room where you have the high alignment, where you're rooting for each other, which I have seen in pockets of different mastermind groups, but never in one entire mastermind group. Are they all referred by, uh, by members or by, do you have a, a huge network of collegial, where are they coming from? Both of our networks. Okay. And then what is it? What's the, what's the entrance fee? If I want to be a member and I'm privileged to have been invited, obviously first thing is we have to have that conversation. You either turn me on, turn me off, assuming you turn me on. What happens next? Uh, $10,000 annual annual fee to end of the year turns into $15,000 next year. $10,000 to renew. If you're in this year, $15,000 to renew next, next year. I'm just trying to get my hands around what it is that happens and what the value prop is and what the dynamic is they experience when they decide to say yes. So this is where Justin and I are different. So for example, Justin wanted to start this thing right off the bat. And I was more of just like, well, let's talk to these people in your network, in my network, these high achievers, high, high character, high alignment, and ask them, what do they want? You know, we're, we're having a connection base. 
platform. So where we got and the primary answers were, we need to have something monthly because it just can't be this situation where I connect you and I connect, you know, it just, that, that's not what I actually wanted to because of, of getting together on a regular basis and energy. Uh, from time to time, you have to have live events now. So you get 90 minutes every single month. And right now we're up to three different groups. Once we hit 30 members, we, we, we have another time slot. Once we hit another 30, we hit, hit another time slot. So this facilitates some oh, of the yeah, members. We're that approximately are 90 now. No, but we're going to be 90 by end of year. So it's just. Um, okay. And then, and then uh, how do you aggregate them? So it, it's a way where we're able to, they can kind of pick and choose where they want to go. You've got 30 people in a group who meet, I'm assuming via Zoom, because they're all over the yes. country, yes. world, whatever. Yes. But we are planning our, our first in-person meeting will be in Arizona, uh, May 15th or 16th. Okay, so when they meet, before they're meeting there, they meet in for 90 minutes. How is that 90 minutes deployed? We um, start off with doing kind of a lightning round of what everybody, who is everybody, and not just a long story about their, you know, where they grew up and stuff. Lightning round, uh, we encourage, and Justin is really good at this, in terms of connecting good collaborators within the group or even outside of the group to other people's network. So that, that lasts for the first small, small portion of, of okay. uh, what we're yelling. And then there is the content side. So what people are signing up for, and this goes back to having hundreds and hundreds of conversations about what you want to learn. So my background is in private wealth and uh, more specifically in multifamily office. So over my entire career, I've built up this professional partner's who can pretty much get any kind of results, financial, non-financial, and high character, high alignment. With a group like this, you're able to achieve any type of result for whichever client you're, you're supporting. On Justin's side, he's heavy on the PR side. So, um, you know, that's something that he has built within his own network. And it reverts back to just because of the way I was raised and what I coach and teach my other community members about having your highest multiples yourself, living in what I call an ikigai state. What you're doing is you're doing something you love, great at, makes the world a better place and um, provide your family with some sort of capital. You want to play in that as much as possible. So we're teaching about what we call free flow life. It's like live a life of flow betters everybody around you, and then how to get your free flow office. Um, I can't really say that we're family office these days because there's so many penalties against that in my, in my compliance. But that's, in a sense, that's what we're discussing probably about two-thirds of, of the meeting. And age? All over the world, all over age, all over gender. It was very important to me when we started this. Very important to be diverse and have uh, a lot of women. And I'm really excited about that because I'm in many masterminds and will never leave them. But the majority of the masterminds are mostly white men, which is fine. Um, but it was very important to me to have a diverse global audience. And that's what we have. Is this more primary or is this more of a labor of love for you? Well, so... Again, I, I was a journalist for 20 years, so you don't get into that for revenue, employee account, office space. Like I've never cared and or understood any of that. So I enjoy talking to people who are, 
are geniuses at that because they they're just I would never do anything that I'm I'm not good at. So besides hanging out with my family, my wife also, by the way, we need to mention she's the COO of this company. She's phasing out of pediatrics and she's a high follow through who's an onboarding machine. I mean, she's a machine. I like that. So besides hanging out with my family, the purpose of my life is connecting visionaries to serve humanity. So that's all this is, is this company's just an extension of that purpose. So if you want to call it labor of love, purpose of life, unique ability, zone of genius, I love Nick's book, Come Up for Air. Like I'm always breathing because I only talk to people like us. When you're connecting people to serve humanity, are you connecting them uh, in a way that they then, you know, decide, hey, let's connect and talk or meet or, or are, you, are you providing them with other, like, uh, is there a huge forum that they have access? Well, what, what do they do besides that 90 minutes and now that one full, that live one you're going to do. So this is from a member, Randy Molland, and he was talking about the network. He can share about the clients he's received from the network that instantly say yes to working with me because it solves their needs, not because I had to sell them. The five to seven referrals a week I get from the network. Wow. The business practices that I've learned in all right, wow is meaningless to me unless it's real. Like talk is meaningless to me. I'm an activator. So thank you for saying that. The business practices that I've learned and already adapted and changed my whole clientele with, which has increased my pricing value and has made my life a lot better. I can share about the network itself and the doctors that are changing the game, the owners of 500 plus employee companies I've learned from, the publishers with the unlimited best-selling authors, the franchise owners with 30 plus locations, the podcasts that are passed around, or I can share about the philosophy of the give to give mentality in the group. Every member wants to see each other win. Not one person has sold me a product or service or been uninterested in what I do, but almost everyone has made an intro to somebody in their network to support me. It sounds like they have nobility, but it does sound like unintentionally or otherwise, it does have an economic coefficient. Oh, 100%. But that's not, okay, but I'm getting it now. So you got to approximately 90 through a mechanism where do you want to take it and what has to happen? What, what uh, sourcing mechanisms have to happen? How are we going to get you in the next few minutes from where you are to where at least trajectory-wise you want to be? I think that's a very good question, Mr. Abraham. And I, and I continually try to treat this company as if it were to have uh, 150 members or 200 members because the way that this growth is is... Uh, is faster than we imagine, and we're both optimists. Where I, I believe there could be some help here is that let's just say we're doing 30 members per session and we get to 150. Now we're doing five sessions. Okay, what do we do when there's a six, a seventh, and, and we have people knocking on our door and we're starting to get members saying, hey, you should talk to not only this person, but this group of getting these people in. So let me ask a question. It sounds like your issue is not how to source growth. It's how to qualitatively and with mm. maintaining the integrity of the model and the intention, service growth. Is that what I'm hearing? That's correct. Oh, that's All right. Beautiful. So right yeah. now, thank you. Uh, I pride myself in being able to do that. It's one of my, and I got to tell you one, I'm ADD. Let me tell you my ADD story before I answer, waste our time. So many years ago, 
because I'm ADD and I figured a lot of entrepreneurs are. And I met Ned. You know Ned Hallowell, Dr. Hallowell? He's a world authority. He's a world of, he's a world authority on ADD, high performing CEOs and salespeople and other people. So he, I brought him to do a three day program exclusively for ADD entrepreneurs. And we called it a fixing the chinks in your armor. So this is this is not going to surprise you. Totally tangential, wasting our limited time. But what the hell? I'm ADD. So everyone stands up to talk, and they can't remember what they want to say. Everybody uses their phone. Everybody can't find their cases. Everybody, uh, you know, can't even find the room. It is the most hilarious, but heartwarming because the most important thing about it was they found out they're not alone. They're not unique. They're not some kind of anomaly. And that was one of the most comforting things to them. And realize you should never worry alone. You should never think by yourself. You should always have masterful thought with, with like-minded people. And it was very fun. That stated, so let me now come back to your issue that I just articulated. Tell me exactly how the two of you conduct the sessions, and because you have a fear of getting past your available, and it sounds like it's full-time for you, Justin, but Mark, you're doing it as a contribution, uh, and, and you got to do it, and if you're, I mean, I don't know how many people you direct, but obviously you have a very high, a high-level role in a very significant company, so I need to know, I, yeah, but I need to know two things. Is the concern because of availability? Because of you, I mean, you don't think you can duplicate, replicate, clone, source people of equivalent um, either beliefs, abilities. I, I need to know what the real fear is when you get to whatever your two respective saturations are. It's it's more than the hour and a half. So it's more than the 90 minutes. It's all the prep to the 90 minutes. May I ask what that might look like and be like, please? So I like to map everything out. I like to, um, you know, I'm a paid speaker. I want to I wanna have everything written out and planned and down to, you know, just, just synchronize kind of like a screenplay. So you, so and, you will orchestrate every session. And if it's 90 minutes, you might put four or five times that amount into it in between your day job, correct? That's correct. It's just, that's the only way I know how to do it. Now, of course, if we're having four sessions, I'm not putting that much time. I'm just putting time right up front and then tweak it actually from session to session. Yeah, like, you, need oh, to really, you really didn't know. You need to know everything you can about everybody there. You need to know their hopes, dreams, their, 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 the missions, crusades they're on, why, how they are trying to execute it and their success and their frustrations and everything. So you can- That's your empathy, Mark. It's perfect for you there. That's a great point because the fact that um, a lot of this is very interactive. I feel like the more interaction, the more people get to know each other, the more collaboration between between them. So I will literally call people out or just like, hey, Brian, you reached out to me during during the month or you reached out in the platform. We have a dedicated safe platform just for the members. And you told me this great example. Can you share that? And so all of a sudden, they're getting to know Brian, not just on what he does for a business, but, but who he is as a human. The, the other part of that question, Mr. Abraham, I've thought about this when I'm like, just like in the deepest meditations. And what comes out of it? What happens if we have 200? What happens that, you know, 
I, I tap out at six sessions or seven sessions a month. Well, then we have, I don't even know if you, we should use the word franchise, but we have all-stars like Randy who really gets this, right? Who really gets it, who comes on to these and everyone does, but Randy, especially he's one of them where he comes onto these and he's immersing everything. Like I, I told him to apply something. He's doing it the next day. And those are the types of people who could have their own cohorts and carry this on. So it's not like Justin and I have to be on all of it. It's the members becoming our roles as well. So, all right. So, I mean, you know that somebody like, and I do stuff with Tony uh, every year, but Tony gets volunteers who are trained to do this. He has compensated people. The good news mm. is if you can find 90 already almost, you know, profound achievers, contributors, humanitarians, whatever they are, the odds of finding two or three people who can who can be ex- they're already there. Yeah, they're there. It's just where and how. Where meaning where you're gonna find them and how you're gonna basically are they gonna be psychic motivation? Are they gonna be or, or compensation? It'll be financial. And I think that's not a big deal. So are you comfortable that you're already on the the sort of the perpetual motion trajectory that that getting to that two or three hundred is already a lock? Yeah, I feel like that. And one one thing to point out there, Mr. Abraham, is the fact that there are members coming to me. There's one prominent, just, you know, this is a prominent speaker, uh, one of the top TED Talks, you know, ever, ever, ever watched kind of kind of thing. He came to me and he says, well, I'm doing these like spray and pray kind of coaching, which he's charging a few hundred dollars. And I told him about what we're doing here at Broken Number. And I told him about the numbers. And he said, show me how to do that. And I'm like, well, join the network and I'll show you how. Now, he's one that we could take and say, this could be your network. So you can, we have already have the platform and everything that goes along with it and all the processes. This is your network. We can put some of our members in that network. And now, now this could be your cohort. What's your end game? What are you, are you doing this for the love of humanity? Or are you doing this? No end game. Well, I mean, you got to have, I mean, you got to know where you're trying to take it. You really do. No, no. no. Earl Nightingale, Earl Nightingale, success is progressive realization of worthy ideal. So I, I don't totally agree. I think if you don't know where at different levels, if you aren't able to, I mean, I, I understand something having a life of its own because I have many things like that, but I think you don't get to where you want to go if you don't at least have some foundational idea, just like uh, being very frankly, Mark deals with people that, Right. Financially. That's why Mark and I are partners because he adds that value. Yeah, well, I just I'm want to hang out with my family. Uh, and spiritedly debating with you, but not arguing. I'm just saying, I think if you have a greater clarity on where you're trying to get to, not necessarily at the end of your lives, but well, you know, at different, at different levels, phases, I mean, when you hit 300, what happens? When you hit 500, what happens? When you hit uh, you know, uh, a spectrum of all kinds of different people. What happens? How do you segregate them, integrate them, uh, actuate them, leverage them for the better of each other, humanity on steroids? I mean, to me, if you don't know, if you don't start thinking about it now, then, you know, it'll, it'll, it will take on a life of its own. But I live in the world of, of qualitative optimization and you can't optimize if you don't know your options, your possibilities, the relative, the relative yield cost. I, I think highest and best use theory is very important. If you want to 
you got visionaries that want to add value to humanity. The first thing you have to do is show them how to leverage it, don't you? Yeah. So, so a couple things, Mr. Abraham. I think um, I have not necessarily finish lines with mile markers. Uh, one is the 1,000 member mark. The 1,000 member mark does not mean, so, you know, 1,000 1, times 10,000 is 10 million. And when we get to that point, it actually won't be 10 million because along the way, we're upping the price. Looking at um, Joe Polish's uh, Genius Network, they have a 25 and a 100, 25 and a 100. So I want to be at that point well before we hit 1,000 members. So what has to happen is that we have to offer something that's $100,000 per year. I have a good concept around that that's more concentrated, that's more in person, um, that's higher, higher, higher levels of collaboration. So we need to be a network where we can charge the 100000 and the 25000 and along those lines, have people like Randy and those others who want to build their own mastermind groups within this thing. So it's a, it's a full functioning system, if you will. The other thing I'm going to mention is that I do need to keep this network going because of the fact that in just the short months that we've been having the monthlies, I just threw that out there that I'm starting a charity that's, uh, I've always wanted to start a charity on this. It's the, uh, it's supporting the mental well-being of entrepreneurs. Because as we alluded to, there's a lot of mental health struggles with all entrepreneurs. So that's something that I really want to fast track. And I just threw that out to the group. And then everybody came into place. Either they're able to help me or they know somebody to help me or they know a celebrity type of entrepreneur that can contribute. Um, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's wonderful. No, I, I, I understand. And it's probably uh, the psychic enrichment you're getting from it is probably uh, enormous. And, and the catalytic value you can bring is enormous. Well, only because we're going to run out of time, which is a disservice to you. What's one big issue question? And then, Nick, if I have usurped it, I apologize. We can address, and then I'll turn it over to Nick, or we'll, we'll all try to answer and then give him whatever time we have left. You're very interesting. I'm finding the two of you intriguing, and it sounds like the organization is quite uh, remarkable in what you are creating and the quality of people you are attracting. So I think it's got to be uh, uplifting on on a contribution and a, and a and a. I mean, if you're helping people really achieve more of what they are on this earth now at this point in their lives to contribute, that's quite wonderful. So what one thing in the next X minutes can we solve, resolve, address? you know, re reset. Tell me, please. This is my whole entire life. When things start to succeed, when things start to grow really fast, there's this thing called the human mindset and survival instinct that pulls you back down. Yes. My survival instinct, because of my childhood, we're not going to get go deep dive here, is 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 incredibly, incredibly strong, especially when you're going like this. I literally have to prepare myself for right after these 90-minute talks, these monthlies, because they go really well. All of a sudden, worst case scenario comes in. I feel like I'm going to die. My depression goes through the roof. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So let me give you let me give you some of the things that have happened in my life, and maybe I can give you just some personal insight. So I operated for many years from fear, and then I realized that uh, if my intention was right and my my external focus was right, it would work, and it, it wasn't always perfect. And I realize I've been very blessed and you probably really have too at a level you don't know, Mark. You were dealing with, you see what's possible. You see what people have done. You see 
how people have grown. You see, and there's one other thing you have to realize. When I do my various interventions, this is not a good example, my my keynotes, I know how much I want the audience to have, but I also have one other realization. I'm like, I can be the one-eyed man in the land of the blind and they would be thrilled because if you are as gifted as I think and intentional as I think, you want to do it at X level, but even if you do it at at 50%, it's probably profound. You've got to basically celebrate when you do one and say, and I always do this. I always, after any good interaction, I try to allocate, not like you, I don't, I'm not that fanatic anymore. I am ADD. I'll allocate 10 minutes and I'll say, okay, what just happened? And you have a, I talk about this in a one or two person interaction. You've got 30, but I would say, okay, what did I love that came out of this that, I stimulated, and how did I do it? And what did I love them contribute that I want to make sure I use as a, as a, uh, a, uh, like a lead comment on the next one? And what, what did I find that I didn't like about myself or what retrospectively could I have done different? That's, that's one thing. Also, what I used to do, I was very, Big when before um, Zoom, when conference calling was really something, I had at one time 20 groups of 400 people a piece paying me 500 to 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 a thousand dollars a month, and I purposely would do them, uh, uh, you know, back to back because uh, it was the opposite of overwhelm. I could pick up what I didn't want and carry it forward and carry it forward, and then when I was done, I would look at the differentials. And I would have somebody transcribe it. So I think a lot of this has to do with how you reframe your whole interpretation of the process, that the process is all you've got. It's an evolving process. And if every time you do one, you 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 say, well, it's so cool about that, that I can not just try to replicate, but I can preemptively use in the beginning. And you're just going to keep growing this and if you also realize this, I mean, I was trained in optimization by uh, Deming, the guy that basically transformed. He was the process improvement guy. And his whole thing was, your goal in life is, is you start with variation. Your goal is to, is, to, is to eliminate variation and raise the baseline. Or eliminate variation, you can't see me, and raise the baseline. Also... Uh, and I'll get you guys as a gift a little bit of the stuff I do. I am hopelessly curious. You can tell I am so externally focused. It doesn't mean that I don't have, you know, sides of me that are, you know, that maybe not selfish, but are self-oriented. But I am so enthralled and uh, and love humanity and fall in love with all the people. I want to understand them. I want to support them. I want to I get clarity. And if you're always doing that from your heart, you will never fail. You can't fail. You can't. And if you give yourself that and replay this, and maybe I can find something else, but I don't know if that helps you or not. Absolutely. Absolutely help. But yeah, I, I got to improve the process and what happens afterwards. I was, I'm old enough that I used to go to Australia all the time. And I was on one of the very first one of the very first uh, 747 
400 SPs that, that was able to go from Australia to LA without stopping at Hawaii. And I had the good fortune on the way from Australia back, I was sitting next to a pilot on the window overlooking the wing. I'd never paid attention before, and I was drinking a little bit uh, by the time the flight was there, but a little bit, and we were in the air at whatever our flying altitude, let's call it 35,000 feet. I'm looking out the window, and I'm scared shitless because the damn wing is flexing, I don't know, 20 feet. I'm going, ah! And I said, you see that? And he goes, do you not understand if you if we didn't have flexibility engineered into the aircraft the first time we hit turbulence, we would probably have the wing break off and we would come to earth. And that became a metaphor for me. And let me give you one final, final, final piece from my heart, and then you can talk to Nick. So I've gone through half a million dollars worth of therapy because I got started at 18. I had a midlife crisis of 40, 50, 60. And I used to always go and I would get the the perfunctory 50 minutes and right on the precipice of discovery of your answer, they would say, oh, your time's up. We'll continue this. The last one, I bought the guy for the whole month or the whole week, excuse me. I just paid him for 40 hours. And I would send crazy people that I knew who would never go and he'd be laughing. But when I was there, we would talk through issues. And I got one distinction is really, truly the last thing I will say today to you that transformed my life. And it was quite profound. He said, most people are obsessed with the end product. And he, he analogized it more to entrepreneurs because I am one and I guide them. Because they want to have the fastest growing company, the you know, the, the most the most beautiful wife, the most toys, you know, the most whatever, biggest house. He said, if they're unlucky enough to get it for that reason, it's anticlimactic. The the heavens aren't going to open. The angels aren't going to trumpet. Nirvana is not going to flow from the earth. Everything is not going to become wonderful and, you know, and honey and uh, and wine and joy. He said, the real meaning of life is the process. This conversation, guys, you're having, that's as good as it gets. And so I celebrate everything I do with everybody. And when we're done with this, I will probably say to Nick, you know, I could have done a lot more for them, but I could have done a lot less for them. I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to contribute in any way I can. And part of your contribution, Mark, is not just what you do, but how you do it. People see your integrity. People see your passion. And that is a role model referential example. So don't think you're just doing it by the words and the process. The driver of the reason why, your reason to, reason to talk, the reason you exist, that's something else you're doing. And that nobody can take you. All the planning in the world isn't going to change that. So give yourself credit. You can grow the available capacity you have in few ways. One, you can put in more than 10, you know, instead of allocating 16 hours towards this, double that. And now you've just doubled your available capacity Two, let more than 30 people into a group. I think there's a there's an assumption that you're holding on to that you can only have 30. And I'm willing to bet a lot of money that if you brought it to 40 people in a group, no one's going to care. I'm also willing to bet another assumption that if you were to lower it from 90-minute meetings to 75-minute meetings or 60-minute meetings, also, no one would care. So uh, I'm, I, I'm thinking that you're holding on to a few assumptions here. And if you were to 
double your 16 to a 32. If you were to have your 90 minute meetings to 45 meeting, minute meetings, if you were to give 30 minutes of prep work to an EA, you've just got 500. You just increase your capacity from 180 to 500. And I'm, I'm willing to guarantee you, I don't know if you do any CSAT scores or surveys with people to know how happy they are afterwards, but I would do a baseline right now how you're doing it. And I would do a tweak of what I'm proposing. And I'm willing to bet a lot of money that you will get no drop in CSAT score when you lower it to 75 or 60 minutes, when you increase it from 30 to 40 or even 60 people, when you get the prep work done by an EA. And without any additional cost to you, I guarantee you, you could probably support 500 people next month without really changing absolutely anything. Makes sense to me. So I know I didn't say a lot on on this podcast, but I'll just leave it. I'll leave it there for now. Um, Less is more. As we wrap this up, what are some key takeaways that you're leaving with that you're going to try to implement? So I, again, I'm not a talker. I'm a listener and then simplifier. Um, Jay and I said the same thing in different ways uh, about humanity. There are only two things I ask myself every day that matter. Only two. Only two. One, did I have a good experience that day with my family? Two, did network grow on a global level? All this other stuff I found takes care of itself because geniuses like you are geniuses at it and you're good at that. I never even think about it. Never even think about it. And the one takeaway is that one, I'm glad I don't think about it because it's not my unique ability, but also that by restructuring these slight tweaks that Nick brought up, which will help Mark immeasurably, then Mark's nine quick start vision can really take this quite easily and easily scale it. So I'm very grateful for what both of you said to help Mark mostly, but it really helped me understand how your brains worked as well. So thank you. Thank you to everyone at home or on the go for listening. If you find this show helpful, please hit the follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show. So more people can find the optimized podcast organically. If you'd like to be on the show, we have an open invite to anyone who wants their challenges solved. If you want to get in the hot seat, you can submit your business right now at theoptimizedpodcast.com. If we think you're a good fit, we'll get you on the show. If you have any questions or recommendation, drop us a comment right here, wherever you're listening to your podcast. We'd love to hear from you. See you on the next episode.